Welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Who had his dwelling amongst tombs because that he had been off bound with fetters and chains. I want to show you a condition here. This man that dwelled amongst the tombs says it has, he has been oft bound. In other words, he had many, many things that bound him up with fetters and chains. Now, I see something in this. Let me ask you something. Let's, let me ask you a question today. What is binding you up? If you are in a prison, what's binding you up? What is it that is binding you up? Some of you confessed to me in the past week that called me and that I communicated with concerning the concern you had for your own soul or the message that I had preached last Sunday concerning the open tomb. You spoke about this. Some of you said it was based on something. Somebody said something to you and it bounced you up. You see, Peter tried to do that to Jesus. He told him, you don't have to go to the tomb. And Jesus rebuked Satan, said, get behind me. There comes a time sometimes where Peter's will speak. One of the best disciples of Jesus, the most used in the disciples, he spoke the wrong words and he said it to Jesus. And it, bound, it would have bound Jesus up, but he said, it was Satan, get behind me. What is binding you where you're at? What is it? If I could just say this, what's the problem? It's normal what I look at. I listen to people and what they say, and it's often it goes down a story. It starts with somebody said, almost every time. Somebody said, and I got offended. Somebody said, somebody told me that my husband, somebody told me my wife, and you know what? I think they're partially right, and that's the way it goes. And it binds them up and it puts them in a prison. Unless they're the word and the voice of God, you have no right to let it tie you down. You have no right to bind it, to, to let it bind you up. Somebody will tell you, you have been having this problem for 20 years. You will always have that problem. Who do you think it was? Was it Jesus or was it the enemy? It was not Jesus, because he sets everybody free. What is binding you up if you're in a prison? What is it? Were there words that were once spoken by an in-law, by an employer, a fellow employee, your wife, your husband, your child? What was it? Somebody can be some of the most, can be a preacher. Did he say it? Something wrong. And you're binding on that. You allowed it to bind you up. And you're sitting in this prison. You're attracted to being dead. And what you do, you make a covenant with that word. Now, I'll just speak a little bit about that. Here it says, verse 3, who had his dwelling among tombs. Verse 4, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. He could break them down, and they were still hanging on him in some places, according to what it says, because they could see him. But they were broken. He wouldn't bind him completely. Verse 5, And always night and day he was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. 
I've met people that have literally done that. People from this church back in the old ways, in the old days, when you were serving sin and Satan, took knives and you cut yourselves. I still hear of people, and I meet people that say they're tempted to do it. But when you cut yourself, it's like making a covenant with Satan. That's what it is. It's making a, this is what this man was doing. He was cutting himself with stones. He was making covenants with the powers of darkness. Verse 6, And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Verse 7, And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. See, this man that dwelled in the darkness and in tombs that was all bound up thought Jesus was a torturer. He did not look at Jesus as being the Redeemer. He did not look at as Him being the Savior. But his eyesight was so wrong that he missed he missaw, he did not see correctly, and he looked at Jesus as being somebody that just convicts and torments me. In this prison that I'm talking about, Jesus doesn't look very pleasant. He looks like your enemy in this prison of death because he is all about life. I don't want to go to church before I'll get convicted. Prison. Prison of death. It's amazing what somebody's words can make you look Jesus as being. Somebody says something to you, maybe your children, maybe your father, maybe your mother, maybe somebody in passing, maybe somebody that literally mocked at you when you were a young child, maybe somebody that a friend used to be a very good friend to you, and now you sit kind of alone because you know what? They don't really care. But you're in a prison. They can't get through that prison because they don't know how to handle it. Sometimes it's difficult. I'm speaking to you today because I know that you know somebody that's in prison. I know that you do. By far the majority of you in here know that somebody that's in prison. You know, it's difficult. don't know what to, what to tell them. But you do not add stones to them. You don't, you're not comfortable around them. You're not comfortable if you're not around them. You feel certain obligations. That's what prisons do. I was in prison. You visit me not. What prison was this that he was speaking? Was it a prison, a state penitentiary, or was it another prison? He came to set the captives free. Hallelujah. Verse 8. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. This man had an unclean spirit, and it warped his whole thinking about Jesus. He dwelled amongst death. He liked death more than he liked life. He liked to run and be in darkness. He was in the tombs. It was his comfortable place. Some of you have found a really comfortable place where you're at. And you go into this comfortable place where nobody can speak anything to you, where nobody can touch you, and you isolate yourself. That's a prison. And it could even be, can't even be, of a mistake you made. And you're embarrassed about it. You're ashamed of it. It hurts you deeply. But you just, it's a prison. Jesus came to set the captives free. And he sets every last one of them free that calls on him. And I believe the Jonah message of starting to worship him and thanking him. 
and then Jesus will speak to your fish. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20. I want to read about this a little bit, and then we change the subject slightly. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that sleep. Slept. Oh. Jonah is a sleeper. Lazarus was a sleeper. Jesus said he was sleeping. And the shipmaster told Jonah that he was sleeping. He said, you sleeper. Now it comes around and says, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that sleep, slept. For since by man came death, but by man came also resurrection of the dead. You say like this because somebody said something to you that bound you up that was merely a man or a woman or a young girl or a young boy or a father or a mother or a friend. You say that that was a man that said that. I have news for you that if a man can put you in prison, a man can take you out of prison because Jesus was a man. That's what this verse says. It says, for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. If a man can put you in prison, if a man can put you in a place of solid, how should I say? What did, what did they call that of um, solitary confinement? Where nobody can touch you anymore. Become very super sensitive about everybody and everything. You just want to hide. If it's man that can put you in that place, there's also a man that I want to point my finger to. His name is Jesus. He was a man. He can bring life and resurrection to you. If man has so much power to put you in a condition of so deep and deep discouragement, there's another man that can pull you right out of that, that is powered by another spirit. It's not the devil, nor is it hell's angels. No, it is the power of the Holy Spirit. It is the resurrector. That man, Jesus, can do that. Just listen to the argument again. Well, it was a man, a woman, that told me this. What's the other man telling you? Jesus. What is he saying? You need to go with what Jesus says. Verse 22. For as Adam, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. If Adam had so much power to make you a sinner, Jesus has so much power to make you a saint. Why do you believe the one and not the other? See, when you're in a prison, when you're bound up, you tend to believe dark things. When you're in freedom, in Jesus, you believe things that are light. And he calls us, ye are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hid. You are the light of the world. You shouldn't be the light. You are the light of the world. Because you've been set free by the light, which Jesus says, he is the light. He is that power upon your life. Nor should you ever be attracted to death, darkness, weariness, things that discourage you. Now I can say that it's very hard at times. But we believe the words of life. We believe the word of Jesus. We don't rebel against those words. They bring life to my soul. They set me free. They take me out of prisons. 
Because in Jesus, I'm not in a prison. Here comes the words of Peter to Jesus. And he says, you need not die. Jesus, you're talking about a death. Now we're talking about another prison here. About a death, uh, you don't need to go to the cross and die. Huh? That's where my life comes from. There is no life outside dying to yourself. That is often the problem. If we can identify it correctly, we find out that if I cannot die to myself, then I struggle to live. And with that struggle to live, anything comes into that camp. But when I can die to myself and lay myself on that altar, regardless of what happens, the life starts there. And there it comes. Peter said, that's not necessary. Let's not talk about those prisons. Let's not talk about that tomb. We have that tomb in the picture back here. That's the tomb of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. I want to talk about the tomb of Jesus. <coughs> this is what it says. I'll come back to this verse toward the end. Matthew chapter 27, verse 65. Pilate said unto them, I, uh, Ye have a watch. Go your way. Make it as sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulchre sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. So what happened here is Pilate was afraid somebody's going to steal the body of Jesus. Dead Jesus. And he was somehow afraid that somebody will steal this body. So he said, make sure, because it is in the prophets that this man, Jesus, if he is truly Jesus, he will die the third he will die and raise again the third day. So go and seal this thing up, make it absolutely impossible that he cannot raise from the dead. If I could point my finger to a place over here, I think I see it. We hope you've been inspired and changed by today's message. If you wish to listen to today's message or for other audio and video resources from the preaching ministry of Wayne Weaver, please visit ministriesofwayneweaver.com.